1: coming to you from the Evergy room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens-Ajibbalande.
2: Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. Today we are excited to have Ascension Medical Group in the house for a special edition of the WCBA going to highlight small business and mental health e. That's what's up. We have my dear
0: friend Dr. Larry Mitnall in the house. How you doing, Doctor? I'm
3: doing great. So thank you both for having me on the on the podcast. I am I'm really really excited to be here.
2: Before we get started, can you can you co-sign on that Friend thing. She she said you're a friend. <laughs>
3: I I can. I, I will I will say this. Outside of my family, there are a handful of people that if they call on me, my answer is yes without any reservation. Ebony she's on that list, so so it's it's wow. true. It's real. It's real.
2: Me? Okay. Fine. Okay. Proceed.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he thinks i only have imaginary friends i have real friends.
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i can vouch they're real they're real I've, yeah. I've done i haven't done a formal psychiatric evaluation but but they're real they're real <laughs> <laughs>
2: excellent well, thank,
0: thank excellent. you for the confirmation well again cool. <laughs> welcome to the podcast and we're really excited to have you here So tell us a little bit about who you are.
3: Sure. So, um, you know, I I feel like I wear a couple of hats, primarily outside of being a a dad and husband, but a child and adolescent uh, psychiatrist. Uh, Meaning that I see in my in my work week, um, typically kids from the age of five to 18 um, who might struggle with a range of different concerns from ADHD to depression, anxiety, trauma, autism, that sort of thing. And and the goal is to help, you know, rally the gears of support around kids to help them to be the best that they can be. Um, And so often that does. Involved not only kind of thinking about the child and sometimes getting, you know, tests and things like that, but also um, helping parents to interface with schools, helping family systems maybe to work a little bit stronger together, which probably relevant to, to, you know, to business life too and and, uh, corporations and businesses as well. Um, And so I've had some interesting conversations around that where, where the two intersect. Um, But that's that's largely that's largely what I do and what informs me. And so from that there, that being kind of the the hub, um, there are a couple of outshoots um, that also help my work of spreading this mission of, you know, people understanding what what mental illness um, is and working on wellness in general for individuals, for kids, for families. And so that that's led me to use social media as a means of also reaching people where they are. Um, with the hope that you know, I, I'm I'm always appreciative for the families that come and see me. But if there's a way for me to reach people before they reach the door and they find the solutions that are impactful in their lives, then all the all the better, you know. Um, so trying to trying to play the the prevention um, role too, um, if I can.
0: Yeah, I love that because your social media is pretty popping. I must say, <laughs> like on all <laughs> platforms, it's almost <laughs> as good as Don's.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> if he gets if he gets past a sign on, he's better than I am <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> so he's good.
0: No, so let's if you don't mind, let's back up a little bit and tell us a little bit, because you're not from Wichita originally, right?
3: I'm not. I'm not. But I, you know, like the bumper stickers say I got here as soon as I, I could. I'm a, I'm an army brat, so Grew up, you know, kind of moving here and there. I was actually born in Germany. Uh, My dad did did a couple of tours there, but mostly um, grew up in Texas. So central Texas, just outside of Austin. Actually, I anticipated that that's where, you know, the story would kind of complete that. I after, you know, school um, in uh, in Dallas and then I did some um, grad school work and then medical school and residency that I'd probably head back to Texas. But we had some friends here. Um, so that meant that Wichita was on my list of places to consider. And when we came, we just loved it. I mean, there were just so many facets about that. And so, um, so this is home. This is my home. I'm not Move in, we're done with that. And yes. um, and as you know, I've, I've been able to recruit some family to mm-hmm. to move here um, too, which has been great.
0: And we love that you are a huge advocate for our community and uh, thank you for the work that you do and recruiting more people here as well. Awesome. <laughs> you're welcome. So Dr. Mitnall, you, in addition to your practice and your social media work, you um, are like all over the place. We hear your name, we see you. Um, you're very visible in the community. Can you talk to us a little bit about why you're visible? Um, you know, I, I my assumption is that you want to help break down some barriers, right? Um, yes, so just talk to for us. sure. You even have a TV show, I think.
3: Yes, yes. So I uh, PBS TV show, Cause for Hope, where we did our first. Season, you know, I always hate, hate sometimes when people kind of lead in and there's something exciting in the works. But but i I'm, I've been talking um, to some other folks, kind of in the in the music space too, about um, doing something similar where um, the theme of the show might be just speaking with musicians of, of various types and and uh, and bringing the subject matter of you know mental health and music and using that as one of the tools to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, to get to where they need to go. So, um, so I I think you're spot on, you know, one is to break down um, barriers within and outside of the community um, as well. You know, I I, um, probably, you know, like similar to many other people, um, you know, my own extended family has had, has had their share of struggles too. And I know that it can be difficult, difficult to talk about depression, difficult to talk about um, anxiety, you know, and, and parents will say that, to me, individuals will say that to me, you know, I if I can tell my friends that, you know, I have, a, you know, they found a mass and I might have to have surgery or, you know, my child's in the hospital because of pneumonia. But if you say, you know, my child's in the hospital because, you know, they're really struggling with, you know, heavy emotions or, you know, thoughts of, of not wanting to be. Here or alive? I mean, that's a that's a harder conversation to have, and people can feel, you know, judged that maybe they hadn't tried hard enough or they hadn't done the right thing. And so I think just understanding that this is, you know, this is brain chemistry and biology um, at work too, and uh, and that we need to respect it just as much as we do, you know, kind of other physical ailments. And here's how it can affect individuals and their lives and their community. So so yeah. So I th- I think just it's been really easy here to find a chorus of people who see that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether it's because they've had personal experiences or they work with people or people within their, their company, their business, their church, their, you know, that say, Hey, are are you willing to talk to us about, you know, what this looks like? Are you willing to come to the news station and tell us about, you know, this rising trend? And is there something that, that we should, you know, know about it? And so I've tried to just make myself um, available as much as I, know as much as i can um to to do that and so that's probably why you see me too much um around (laughs) a lot of the a lot of the media is that is that i i I want to be there and i also want to be sharing hope i think that's the other thing too Mm -hmm. you know um there often we can get the messages of of doom and despair and what the stats look like but we don't often get the other piece which is We have great things that work. You know, therapy is really great. Our medications have gotten better. What we understand, too, about uh, faith and community and all these other things can really contribute to a person's wellness. And so so we need to shout that out for the person who, again, may never come to their doctor or say this to them, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're struggling in this way that, hey, there's hope for you. And here are some stories of victory that I want you to hear.
0: I love that. I mean, that's so powerful because hope is so important right in everyone's yes. world and yes. um as a business community we're beginning to talk a little bit more about what mental health and mental wellness and behavioral health all those different terms and I don't even know and we may need to talk about that because we use yeah. those interchangeably right we so do. We um do. so what does it really mean like in my from what i understand behavioral yeah. health is like a combination of habits you know mm-hmm. and physical yeah. Activity and mental well-being. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Tell me if I'm right. I, I am I like right, that. That's, but
3: you are right. <laughs> that I think there's a you know maybe the the overarching umbrella is um, is wellness, right? And by wellness, we mean. Doing those things that that really help an individual to to thrive in in all dimensions. So um, both from a you know you can think of wellness in terms of you know diet and nutrition standpoint. So being sure that all the ingredients going in are giving you the best access to you know energy and vitality um, that that you can uh, that you can have. You know we can talk about kind of the physical aspects of wellness too. So that might be you know exercise and and the things that you do to keep yourself in good condition. Um, we can talk about, you know, uh, wellness as it pertains to um, us humans being social creatures and how we're doing in terms of our connection to other people, which are often the places where we find kind of meaning that help us to get to that place of kind of hope and expectation. And so I think those are, those are all kind of uh, encompass what wellness is and, and what that can be in the life of an individual. Now, mental, mental health just, you know, kind of narrows down to those things that we know that are healthy for the mind, which actually a lot of those things include those areas that I described. So they'll include nutrition, they'll include exercise, they'll include the time we spend on our screens, it'll include like the sleep habits, you know, um, that we have as well. But when when an individual is, is struggling to the point of meeting certain criteria sets. So, say for instance, for you know, depression. Depression isn't just you know um, the momentary transient sadness that that gets better with um, a couple more you know social interactions or um, or a diet change. But there might be something biochemically that just isn't isn't working as well as it as it should and would benefit from some additional support. And usually, one of the biggest you know, distinguishing characteristics is that it really is limiting someone's day, meaning that their world has has shrunk uh, uh, considerably, and that they're having trouble, you know, really executing the tasks of daily life: eating, dressing themselves, getting ready, picking up the phone, making the calls, performing well at work, you know, being the spouse or being the friend that they that they want to be. So usually, when it starts to to pass that line of really kind of dimming down the other areas of a person's life and, and inhibiting them functionally, that's usually the turn towards mental illness where we're thinking about, you know, getting an evaluation by, you know, a professional, a therapist, uh, Mm -hmm. talking to their primary care, talking to a psychiatrist um, like me to, to work on, all right, what, what more can we bring to this to help them find uh, joy?
2: Excellent. So, um, True or false? Many employers are seeing mental health support for employees as an imperative. Is that true or false? I
3: I think that's true. Actually, both from um, the headlines I I see and for you know business folks in my in the community and circle of friends and um, who reach out and say, you know, this is what, this is what we're seeing. You know, we're seeing more days missed because of mental health days um, or we're, we're seeing, you know, employees who are, who before had been doing okay, but maybe are struggling with more episodes of, of, um, of panic. So I think that's, that's true. That's certainly
2: true. Okay. Uh, Follow up on that. Uh, How can employees, I'm sorry, employers create a supportive environment, that encourages people to prioritize their mental health? Yes.
3: I think one is, you know, when often when we're talking about, you know, or the language around kind of sick days, you know, we all have a mental picture of a broken leg and a, and a cough. Um, and so sometimes it can be helpful to lead the conversation with examples that also include, you know, mental health related things. I think, you know, sometimes it's the subtle things that allow people to know actually it's okay To struggle in this in this way, right? So if someone says, well, you know, or or sometimes you know, when you're even when you're talking to your own kids, you know, uh, what you know, what's what's happening, what's going wrong? Sometimes they don't give you, you know, the full the full breadth and height of what it is that they might be struggling with. And then sometimes you can give kind of categories of areas where they could be struggling. And sometimes that's that leads them in to be able to disclose a little bit more. So I think that's that's probably one of the Easy kind of early steps to to say, hey, you know, this is a place where, you know, you don't have to approach me to be your you know, therapist or to, you know, help right. solve the problems that you're struggling with. But one, we're a community where it's OK to, you know, um, it's OK to to say, hey, I'm, I'm really having a, a hard time and we're going to honor that and treat it in the same way we would, um, you know, other other kind of physical ailments that someone might be able to see. And I think you know if if there are kind of signs that let people know you know here's someone that you can talk to um, without any mark on your record, without any you know um, this affecting your you know promotion or chance for um, ascending um, as well. That that um, accessing the resources that you know we might have or share with you um, isn't going to be used in a in a punitive way because I think that's part of the stigma is that. If people know, if people know that, you know, I have ADHD and I get distracted sometimes, or if people know that um, I've had past episodes of uh, depression, you know, bouts, then they'll see me as unreliable or they'll see me as, as less than and, and that may affect my chances to um, to ascend or to to be as useful as I can to my organization.
2: One more follow-up before I turn it back over to E. It's it, w- what was the pinnacle where it was okay to start saying I'm OCD or I'm AHD or what, when was the pinnacle when that was okay? Cause I remember there was a day you better not say that about yourself. Right. So when, right. when did that happen?
3: Yes. Um, you know, that's a really good question. And I don't know that I have like a, a date when I can pinpoint it, but I think that has been a shift really in the last decade. So I think it's, it's pretty okay. recent that, um people have felt more empowered to share their story and i think there are a couple of things that contribute to that one is social media and other mm. people being able to publicly identify with someone who who has struggled um i do think also the the voices and uh, of you know celebrities that have come out and said hey you know these have been my uh, these have been my difficulties that i've struggled with so for instance you know i've talked to some college you know basketball players who say oh yeah you know kevin love from the Cleveland Cavaliers, saying that you know I actually had to miss some games to take care of my mental well-being has really kind of changed the the conversation um, and at least allowed a window for us to talk about how um, how your mental health affects other aspects of your life.
2: Excellent. I mean, because recently there's been even a commercial. I don't want to give them credit for a commercial, but I think it's Powerade. Powerade has a commercial with Simone Biles, and it's based on pausing you know, pa- taking a pause from your career or whatever. And yeah. they have even made that into a commercial for Powerade. And I'm saying, yes. OK, this is this is yeah. changing.
3: I think that is really good. One of the cautions that I give to younger people or that I will encourage parents to to give to younger people, too, is that they're also more than their diagnosis. And so I don't want, you know, for all the positivity. And I do appreciate that people can can now kind of say that maybe a little bit freer than they could in the past is also to not limit themselves to just that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So you didn't take the trash out. Oh, that's my ADHD. Maybe, but it also could be that (laughs) (laughs) you you didn't prioritize it um, as as well. Or I'm I'm ADHD. Well, you know, that describes one aspect of your experience in the world, you know, but it doesn't have to be all of who you are. Mm -hmm. Excellent.
0: I really like that. Thank you for saying that. When you think about the workplace, in my opinion, like, it's an optimal setting to like create this culture of, of health, right? Because as an employer, we have tools and resources that we can promote and help people become more comfortable and, um, and, and, and use those tools. Can you talk to us about what are some of the things that we can do um, as, as businesses to promote a culture of, of mental fitness?
3: I think one um, can be, and perhaps this isn't low hanging fruit because it does cost, you know, maybe uh, time uh, in terms of investing in, you know, what's what could be really helpful for any particular organization. But, but I think taking out time to to talk about, I, I know companies, you know, will maybe have a a day which is intended for kind of, you know, bonding and getting together and and kind of. In, in increasing the culture's connectivity. And I think as part of that, you know no one wants to necessarily be lectured to, but I think those are opportunities too to also, you know, share a reminder for one, if there are any particular resources that that you draw from to say, Hey, here are some opportunities to really plug in to re- to refresh. That we mm-hmm. value that, and we notice that you know when people are feeling whole and healthy and mm-hmm. integrated, that um, that they feel like they're at at their best too. And then you know, I mean, it's always great if if there is someone who, uh, and that and that's not always you know it, it may not always be the case, but if there is someone who's also able to you know kind of share not fully disclose their own experience, but especially yeah. if there's someone in leadership who can say, you know, actually, um, you know, I did, I did have a period of, you know, whatever, where I was struggling with a little bit of anxiety. And it was just so helpful to get connected, you know. And it doesn't have to be any deeper, um, deeper than that. But I think mm-hmm. um cultures that are, that are vulnerable um, and can be can be open that can be really helpful. And actually that's one of those like tricks from from family life too that also I think work within organizations when you know you get modeled what health can can look like and I think the parent who can say yeah I have you know, um, I love you, and I can be. And there are some imperfections that I'm working on. You know, too. That doesn't stop you from still being the person who you know provides and and sets up really great opportunities for for your child. And I think likewise within an organization that can be helpful um, as well. The other is um, I think there are some some good you know resources out there for just kind of self check-in. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have the benefit of working for a health organization that, that, you know, they, they're, they're often sending out kind of wellness kind of emails um, that either they're, and they don't have to have anything explicit, like, you know, take this quiz to see if you meet criteria for, you know, social anxiety disorder. It doesn't right, have to yeah. be that, but it can be, you know, just a helpful frame, a poem, a free resource, a, a lecture that's coming up, you know, it can be a tool. So I like the, um, there's this kind of self, it's called self, self-authoring self suite, and they offer some fairly inexpensive products that allow people to do kind of a deep dive and in, in figuring out their relative strengths and weaknesses, but it's not just from a, a skills-based approach, but also incorporates, you know, here's my personality style. So here are the things that are natural for me versus a little less natural. Here are the places where I'm more likely to find frustration and to run into that with some helpful hints at, you know, things that you might do to, to know that about yourself and to be able to, to, um, master it and hopefully transform that into a better kind of work-life balance, um, and, uh, yeah, an environment in general.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And what, and you said that as a self, um, and I think it, I think
3: the website is kind of self self. Authoring.com um, okay. that has, has several things on there that that um, yeah that allow you to there's one that's more of a where am I now? There's mm-hmm. one that kind of looks at, you know, how do I how do I look at my past self? Because we kind of bring our, our history um, with us and that can inform our sense of confidence and self-mastery. And then there's one that's kind of future focused that's looking at, you know, how do I draw on kind of these these things about my present and my past to to kind of map out, you know, my goals for the future and to and to be hopeful about my future.
0: One of the things that I, I it has always impressed me is, you know, you were talking about music and um emotional health or mental well-being and, you know, the Wichita Symphony Orchestra, which I absolutely love, they mm-hmm. were doing yes. this Wellness Wednesday um thing with Holly and she would do different pieces um, of music, and it would be offered during lunch so that everyone can um, access it. Could huh. you talk to us a little a bit about those type of mindfulness techniques that may be helpful?
3: Yes, one is, and you made mention of it earlier, Ebony. Is is the pause? One of the things that um, music has the ability to do is, you know, kind of take us out of our moment and either realign us with a past, you know, experience that, you know, possibly a positive one, but also um, just provide space for our brain to kind of encounter information in a in a slightly different um, in a different way. And so I I know in medicine it can feel this way. We're constantly hopping from thing to thing, right? Or objective to objective, or or patient to patient. You know, in my um, in my experience, and uh, and the moments for pause and quiet in our life are actually few and far between. And and I think really beautiful music commands your attention. And if you're really in it and really enjoying it, you're not also searching through Instagram or looking through Slack or answering an email at the same time, right? Um, you can be kind of arrested buy it. And there's just, and and so there's a lot of beauty and and helpful things that come from our brains being able to just take, take a moment um, to do that. And I think, you know, people who are listening have probably had this experience before, whether it's been kind of, you know, out hiking in the wilderness, and maybe you just happen to have bad, you know, cell phone coverage. I know we don't have any mountains here in Kansas. That's the only thing I would change. Um, it's, a, it's a little more elevation. Um, but uh, but those opportunities to um, to one be clued into ourselves, but also to allow our minds to be a little less uh, cluttered and mm-hmm. um, and present to the moment and to and to really be grounded. So mindfulness, really, what it introduces is a chance for stillness, a chance for silence, a chance for kind of reconnection to our own to our own bodies in a way, which feels weird to say that that um, you mean I go through life not really being fully in tune, you know, with myself and and with who I am. And the answer is, yes, there's probably a lot of a lot of that that we kind of push to the side and prioritize other things. So I'll give you a silly anecdote. I guess it was a couple of years ago. It must have been like just before, you know, COVID really is. You know, upon us and I'm at a. Um, I'm speaking to the bride before you know she's about to be wed, and so I asked you know how are you feeling? And she said, oh, I'm feeling fine. Um, so I'm like, Wow! I mean, yeah, I'm and not not too stressed. No, 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 I'm not really that stressed. No, okay. Um, so yeah, what's been going on? Well, you know, I did wake up this morning with a little bit of headache. My stomach's been really tight. I don't know what that is. Like I maybe have a GI bug, or you know, I mean, a- after after we talk through you know, four or five symptoms, it's like, do you know that's anxiety? I mean, again, that didn't need medication. It didn't need therapy necessarily, you know, but that's, that's how often we move through the world that we're Mm -hmm. having these experiences that we can kind of put in categories and we're kind of pressing through. But if we, if we took a moment, you know, once I repeated it back to her, so you have this, 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 you know, then she's like, oh, right. I guess, I guess I am feeling a (laughs) little bit stressed." stressed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, and so I think those those moments. So mindfulness helps again, kind of re, refocus to the here and now. And what is what what am I hearing? What am I feeling? What is my body telling me about what's going on in this in this present uh, moment? And I think the more we're able to do that, we're actually able to um, find some really great things to clue into to the things around us and how things are are affecting us. Um, can I give you one like psychiatry pro tip? This is like one of the under the hood that, that um, no one really tells you about training. So when in psychiatric training, you're often doing supervision where you are, you have a patient that you're walking through therapy with, and then you meet with your supervisor, you know, once a week or once every other week to talk about mm-hmm. the case and they advise you and uh, on how you should proceed. And so often one of the first things my supervisors would ask is, So when they said this, how did you feel? And I was always like, why does it matter how I felt? But what they were trying to train me to do is that if I'm aware of how certain things make me feel, then actually that becomes an extra diagnostic clue Mm -hmm. as to what's going on. Right. And so one way to think about mindfulness for people who, you know, maybe get stuck in the, do I have to do 10 breaths? Do I have to be quiet? You know, I mean, if you start with the, how am I feeling right now? Like, what is my Mm -hmm. stomach telling me? What are my hands telling me? What are my shoulders? Oh, they are kind of tight. Yeah. You know, um, why am I sitting this way in my chair? Have I been sitting this way the last 20 minutes, last 20 seconds, last 20 minutes? You know, those moments can really be informative. Um, and may lead us to some discoveries about how we can improve our own wellness, or you know, the way we feel about certain things, and maybe why we choose certain actions.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important for us as leaders. And uh, so, thank you for sharing those tips. We're gonna hear a word from our sponsors, and maybe this is uh, we can take a um, a moment for mindfulness and hear from our wonderful sponsor, Evergy.
3: Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step
1: of the way. Visit evergy.com staysafe stay safe to learn more.
0: Welcome back, friends. We're here with Dr. Larry Mitnall with Via Christi Ascension. So we've been having a really deep conversation. You've been giving us little nuggets throughout, so we appreciate that. As we're coming back, can you talk to us a little bit more on how, you know, for me, we have a lot going on, all of us. How can we be more intentional of how we show up for our households?
3: Good. I, that great question. And I think yeah. the first place is Um, kind of an inventory, but not in a way that's, you know, woe is me and I'm doing everything wrong, right? So our brain can tend to catastrophize, meaning jumping to the worst possible, you know, experience or, you know, interpretation of the facts. So I don't want anyone doing that. but a good maybe a good way to begin is um, by drawing kind of, you know, what are the most important areas in your life? What are the things that mean the most to you? Right. So and, and so we all might rank those four or five categories in different in different ways, but at least spelling them out can be helpful in making them concrete. And so you might say, you know, I think my, my just overall health, my physical health is something that, you know, I I have, I have goals around, you know, um, my family is something that really means something to me that it's, you know, I, I, I want to think more concretely about what's my role and, and are we moving in the direction that we need to, you know, maybe fellowship, family, friends, you know, how am I kind of connecting to, um, to, you know, so, so say those are your, your three things. And then I want you to list for yourself what are the beautiful things that are going on in those nurturing relationships. So you can start with the positive. And then where are the areas of growth? And again, not to beat yourself up over the head. Well, I haven't called my cousin every two weeks, like I said I was going to. That's, you know, that's going to happen. Life is going to happen. But from that, you know, okay, if these are my three core goals, what does my life actually look like? Right now, you know what in the way that I've structured my time, what are my priorities? So, you know, maybe I'm doing karaoke every Tuesday and Friday. Those, yes, that's karaoke. that's a wonderful. That, uh, <laughs> you <laughs> hit another like button. Language.
2: Yeah, you hit and another that, button.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a bad and that's not a bad thing. But if you right. say. Okay, what I get from this helps me on the, the, you know, mental wellness side, but maybe one of those, you know, maybe one of those pockets I exchange for family time. And so I'm going to, you know, over this next month, I'm just going to swap that out to be intentional, that now I have made space, now I've made room for something that's really, really important to me. And what happens, you know, through the course of life is that our priorities change, you know, the importance of certain things change, our kids get older, And so our presence, you know, and the type of supervision we need to do around that um, change too. And so those things get reorganized. But the goal is to come out with something productive. All right. What does my life actually look like in the areas that I care most about? What are the beautiful things that are coming from that? Where are the areas I could, you know, be intentional about beefing that up? And then let me pick one thing. I'm not going to pick everything because then I'll be, you know, Beat myself up for not having done 10 things. I'm going to do the one thing. I'm going to call my cousin more, or I'm going to be more present to my spouse. And we're going to do a date night every, you know, every week, whatever that is, you know, and then here's what I have to exchange. You're going to make that very real and concrete so that you actually have a chance at getting it done. And it's not just a general goal of, yeah, I want to do this, you know, once a week, that's fine, but it's less likely to happen unless you add some teeth and some, some particularity um, to it to, to kind of boost and move on to that next move.
0: I love that. And if we could, um, for our producers, make sure we get that sound bite of, I'm going to have a date night with my wife every week so I can send it, <laughs> it to my husband. <laughs>
2: Yes. Wow. Let,
0: let's just get that out there right now. Wow. Get <laughs> that taken care of. Thank you for that. But more seriously. So mental health awareness month is around the corner, right? It's in a couple yes, weeks. Um it is. so talk to us a little bit about what that means and what are some of the things that we could be doing to really um enhance that or pump it up. What what are your yes. thoughts?
3: Good. I think one, one of those things is is actually that I think that's a really easy springboard to talk about it. It doesn't have to feel forced. It's actually something you're, people are going to be seeing, reading, hearing about. There are going to be events and activities circled around awareness. And so even if the conversation is, you know, here are some things that are going on in our community that you should check out. Here's a really great talk. Here's a, you know, a dinner night. Here are, you know, there a couple of schools are doing this program or that program around it. I think um, that's really, I think, the beauty of the month, too, is uh, is that it just... It, it because it, it will be a more pervasive item on the agenda for the city, for homes, for churches, that there will be more opportunities for people to at least talk about it or highlight it. And so I think just highlighting it is, is probably the beginning of that. The other the other thing, too, that I that I hope kind of rings out is. You know not every American is is dealing with mental illness in the you know in the categorical sense that that we're talking about. And I think that's something to be to be both thankful for and to be able to say, you know, and for those who are struggling, one, it's okay to not be okay. And two, there are really good resources out there, and there are great tools and strategies to help to help people. So if, if, if nothing else, if we get out of this month that, Hey, you know, it turns out that therapy works, it turns out that, you know, um, uh, all of our, all of our research and tools have, have really given us some better ways at approaching this and helping people to find joy, helping people to find peace and calm. Um, if, if they've not been able to have, if, and, and if they've been mightily struggling with distraction, there are ways to, to tune that in, you know, um, a little bit better too.
2: I'm just going to throw this out there. I mean, Sunday night, March 27th, 15.4 million folks witnessed something that they may have never seen before live on TV. It was at the Oscars. I'm just going to leave that there. Your thoughts and what can we take away from that? Yeah.
3: So, one is that I'm glad that we had started the conversation too with wellness versus mental illness, right? And so, sometimes, you know, we can jump to, to, to conclusions that you know labels that as a you know that must be fill in the blank right that must be bipolar that must be you know depression or that must be and the truth is you know human human reactions to to stresses and things that that occur in our lives are are hard to hard to categorize by one event right i mean thankfully all of our lives aren't defined by one event um, for good or ill, actually, you know. And so one is, OK, now there's we, we have a chance to really think about how we calibrate our responses to seeing things that are unexpected from people that we think we know, you know, from people that we yeah. have certain expected behaviors that that this doesn't quite fit, you know, whatever it is that we're kind of holding in our in our minds. And it makes clear, I think, or a chance for us to talk about, you know, our our mental wellness, though, in general, which applies to everyone. So while, you know, I I can't diagnose anyone from, you know, from afar, or, or right. um, I'm not even saying that I suspect that, you know, of, right. of anyone. It makes clear that, you know, our mental wellness is no respecter of persons. That there isn't a. There isn't a an income. There isn't a um, socioeconomic status. There isn't a level of attainment that stops any of us um, at any time, really, from you know from from not presenting ourselves in the best way or uh, or not reacting in the in the way that that we'd like to um, or that we'd like to kind of demonstrate. And so I think especially when I'm, when I'm talking to my own kids about, you know, how to re- react to negative things in the news, you know, I always tell them we try to start with compassion, right. Um, because we, we can never be in the mind, you know, perfectly of the other person and what they're experiencing. Um, but that also should give us maybe some humility about ourselves and a chance for reflection about where are our kind of vulnerabilities. I, I will, uh, I've, I've told my, my oldest, um, this before where, you know, uh, how good our brains are at at really kind of focusing in on the on the negative and not really looking at what else could be going on is 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 driving now of course i love wichita wichitans are great drivers but every once in a while right the you know you get cut off or something or something happens i mean i i've heard I, at least i've heard of that happening other people have told
2: me that <laughs> such things
3: happen here or there and so what what happens so you know i there's a temptation for my mind to dwell on that and what were they thinking and, you know, fill in the blank, right, for all the negatives. And yet my entire, you know, commute from work to home was probably mostly filled with people allowing me in, people taking turns, people being really, you know, kind, people looking at the stop sign and, uh, you know, gesturing and allowing me to pass even though it wasn't my turn, right. Um, But our brains can really be selective and when the negative happens or the unforeseen happens, That's the thing it kind of focuses in on. So so hopefully we arrive out of this with, hey, you know, we it's it's important for us to look out for each other, even our friends who we think, you know, are perfect and have, you know, all the good news and good advice that they can have. And then the self inventory of, you know, what can I do to to shore myself up and maybe using some of the things that we talked about earlier and finding peace or or trying to um, push ourselves forward.
0: Well, I think we are. It's about time for us to wrap up and begin doing a little fun word association.
2: Yeah, you've got to deal. You got to deal with Ebony all this time. Now it's <laughs> <is> fun time. <laughs> all right. <let's> do <laughs> yeah, it. but it's just word association. Uh, I give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Are you ready? Okay, got it. Leader. Whew. Compassion. Oh, that's a good one. College. Community. Vacation. Cruise. Ooh. Entrepreneur. (laughs) You got me on that one. I love cruises. I'm sorry, but it's not about me. Entrepreneur.
0: (laughs) 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 Not about
2: you. (laughs) Bring him on back. Entrepreneur. Bold. Ooh, yeah. Hero. Hero. Self sacrifice. Ooh. Family. Love. Chamber, Wichita Chamber in particular. Fun, especially with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, you've talked about it before, Wichita. Hmm. Home. Vacation.
3: Vacation, do I get a part two?
2: Um, <laughs> hmm, nature. Last but not least. And you got to tell the truth about this one. Not saying you've not been telling the truth, but you got to tell the truth about this one. Beverage. Beverage. Um, mm. (laughs) Bourbon.
3: Whoa! (laughs) Bam! Excellent. Excellent. That that, that one might have been the most unexpected of the...
2: (laughs) Wow, that's 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 all right. It's one with of my me. favorites as well.
0: <laughs> Angels
3: in e-
2: roll it colored. out.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> See?
0: Well, we certainly appreciate you being here, Dr. Mitnall. It has we've had a lovely conversation and pretty lively, if I must say so. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's it's a pleasure, and thank you for being so open and thank you for giving to our community in ways that perhaps we didn't even know that we needed um your <laughs> help and assistance.
2: Right.
3: Well, thank you, thank you. It really, it really is an honor. Um, you know, I, I, I do count it an honor to be a Wichitan. Um, I think the, uh, the chamber just does such a great job of kind of connecting this really amazing world together. Um, and so, as I'm, feel like I'm moving deeper and deeper, in, I'm just more and more impressed um, at the at the gems that are that are all in one space. So grateful to be a part of that.
2: Oh, and uh, congratulations on being a. Kansas African American Museum Trailblazer Rising Star. Did I get that righty? E?
0: <laughs> yes, the Doris Carr Larkin Rising yeah. Star, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. of course she had she had to roll with
2: the embellishment but she, she got it so, congrac- c- congratulations on that that was cool Thank you. I, and Thank i was there you. to witness that that was cool
0: all right friends that's the end of today's segment please make certain that you like us make certain that you share it with your circle of influence and if you find someone or know someone who might uh, find this episode beneficial please send it to them personally. Let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace.
1: The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.
2: And I know you when you was talking about that driver. I know you was looking at Ebony. I I I get that (laughs) (laughs)
1: because
2: I've seen her drive, and it's yeah, yeah. Supposed to be four wheels, but sometimes it's two. But that's okay.